All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, and thank you guys so much for tuning into the first ever edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. So we'll take a look back at every Oilers game for the rest of the season. My name is Connor Halley. I'll be your host alongside Aaron Bordado. He is our producer extraordinaire. And before we get going, just want to say a big thank you to Oilers Nation for giving me this chance to do this. Really looking forward to, to talking to the fans after every game, recapping them, breaking them down. I'm Connor Halley. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, sticking the text line here already, Dale. My name's Connor Halley. Nice to meet you. Uh, we'll get to the, the feedback from the listeners, the viewers in a second here. But uh, before we get things going, uh, let's just let's just start off with a quick little recap of what happened for the Oilers in their loss to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, it was a pretty decent start for the club. Ryan Nugent Hopkins continuing his hot play, scoring his 19th goal of the season. That was a score after 20 minutes. Uh, early on in the first, Connor McDavid with the beauty doing things that only he can do. His 33rd goal of the season, but that's where the wheels kind of fell off for the Oilers. The Seattle Kraken would score five straight. There was a lot of miscues, some uh, ugly zone play in their own end, a lot of puck watching, and just a lot of miscues. We're going to break that down on the show today with the legend himself, Bagged Milk. Right now, though, let's get to the good, the bad, and the oily presented by Cornerstone Insurance. All right, well, we'll kick things off with the good. And I, I know we'll get to the, the negatives with this team in this game in a second here. But the good, Nuge stays hot. Ryan Nugent Hopkins continuing his stellar play to start this season. Going back to last year, you know, there were some questions about his play five on five tonight. He gets the power play goal. 
Uh, last game, four assists, and things are looking good for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, let's bring in Bag Milk right now. Uh, thanks a lot for hopping on, BM. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll start with the good because there's lots of bad to get to, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a 19th goal of the season, continuing his hot plate. I could not be happier for the season Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having. Like, he's my boy. I started Keep Nuge forever 11 years ago now. It's a thing. We kept him. He's doing his thing. Best career season or best start to a season that he's ever had in his career. It's fantastic what he's doing. What is that, 19 goals already? Yeah. But the thing that bums me out, Connor, is it's just then what happens? They get the start. They get the power play goal. They get the beauty by Connor McDavid. 2 nothing. You're like, all right, we're in for a good night again. And then the Oilers just go full Oilers, and they can't stop anything, and it's outrageous, and it drives me crazy. But Nuge, yes, huge, always. Yeah, I mean, we have to get to the, the good. And then now, I mean, why don't we just get to the bad here? Because there's a few things we could go to, but uh, the bad tonight. The bad tonight for me, and I'm curious to know what you think. It's just the Oilers cannot make a breakout pass cleanly to save their lives right now. They can't. They they seem to have guys fly the zone all the time. Their passes are either a foot short or a foot long, and it's driving me crazy. It just it has it it, it gives me such anxiety to watch the Oilers fumble with the puck in their own zone. And if we're talking about the good, the bad, and the uh, like, the oily, the bad has to be their inability to get out of their own zone. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Aaron and I were talking throughout the game. The one thing that came up to me: maintaining a lead. I mean, you're up two nothing in a game. At that point, with the talent that this team does have, you you'd think they'd be able to maintain it, maybe chip in another goal throughout there. But but the focus has to be on your defensive zone play, and it was sloppy. Uh, just looking at the second goal. I mean, the first goal it's on the power play. Those things are going to bounce around. It's going to happen. But on that second goal, uh, Barry Kulak just sleeping in their own end, not watching. Uh, the third goal, Yanni Gore, the Oilers lose a puck battle. There's five of them kind of in that that oh. area. And, you I mean, you could cover them with a blanket, but and they don't do anything. Just kind of lazy zone play, uh, extremely frustrating. Uh, we've got lots of comments coming here about the terrible defense, and it's totally understandable. Uh, some people blaming Dave Manson. Uh, that comes up on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I blame that. Uh, I blame Dave Manson, too. Um, it's time to bring Hitch in, Connor. I think, you know, this – this team could use Hitch, maybe Mac T standing beside him on the bench just to make sure that everything is is up to par, you know? Outside the box thinking. I, I like that. Uh, finally, uh, we will get to the Oily, and uh, we, we had a couple that we were kind of throwing around for the Oily. One that came to, up to mind for me was uh, Slump Busters for the Oilers, and I, I just oh. kind of jotted down the stats there. And if you look at it, um, for <laughs> – Jaden Schwartz, that was his first goal since December 1st. Uh, yep. For the, Yanni Gord and Matty Beniers, first goal since December 11th. Uh, Milk, you, you've watched this team for a long time. It yeah. seems like if you're slumping, just play the Oilers because you're going to find your way. It's amazing how they bust slumps. And you know what? I, I could almost see it coming, Connor, because Jack on the broadcast, he's talking about all these guys for Seattle who are just kind of like, oh, Beniers hasn't scored since here. I'm like, oh, no, Jack. No, Jack, you're summoning the hockey guards to do something awful. And it's just, you're 100% right. The fact that they're always slump busters or a guy's first NHL goal or he hasn't scored in two months or, yeah. or, or it just, it never seems to end and it drives me crazy. And you're right. And I hate it. 
Former Oilers, that's another one too. I mean, I was waiting for Adam Larson to pop one, maybe Everly as well. Like it, it seems like that that's one that always seems to go the Oilers way or against the Oilers. Uh, one that Aaron had was offsides. I mean, it, it just seems like at this point, the Oilers might never win an offside challenge again. It just, it never goes their way. Not saying that the call was wrong tonight, but it, it just doesn't seem to go their way. No, and if there's a disallowed goal, you can guarantee Zach Hyman is a point, a part of it, at, at, I guess, at this point this season. But, like, when you saw that, you had to think it was offside too, right? Because as soon as it went in, I'm like, oh, they're going to call that back instantly. I guarantee it. And as much as I'm cheering for the offside review to go our way, you, you, you just knew that one was coming back. And I, I was worried that once it did get called back, that the others would kind of lose that mojo that they got early in the period from that goal. And that's just kind of what happened. And it, it sucks that way, but you want to get the calls right. And that one, they got it right. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Donato, was, as soon as it happened, he was pointing, calling for the offside. So we've been in real time. You could see it happen. That was the good, the bad, the oiler presented by Cornerstone Insurance, Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage, your destination for commercial auto home insurance with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca for more information. Uh, BM here, uh, one thing that we have to get to, and We'll get back to the serious stuff, you know, break down the Oilers game as we go on here. But I've had a lot of people slide into the DMs on Twitter, you know, friends, <laughs> like the Beatcast. What is the future of the Beatcast? Well, it depends, right? Like, we're going to do this show. And it's more of a traditional kind of standard post-game show that you would expect. And it's in more places. And it's better. And we're taking comments from Facebook. There's people on Twitter watching. It's just, it's everywhere. And for the Nation Network and for Oilers Nation, it makes a ton of sense to have you do this. Different voice on the team. Different perspective. Frankly, there's too much me anyway. But when it comes to the B-Cast, it's going to go on. And it's probably not going to be every night. Because there's going to be nights when I know that I'm going to jump on with you. And then there's going to be other nights where maybe I'm fired up and maybe I just go do one anyway. Like after we wrap here, I could absolutely see myself jumping on Instagram live for a B-cast and doing another hour because I'm annoyed. And when we're annoyed, the comments are annoyed. And when they're annoyed, I'm getting even angrier. So the feature of the B-cast is it's probably just not going to be every game, but we're absolutely going to keep it going. We're absolutely B-cast. Oh, I, I love it. Good to hear. Uh, we're talking about the Oilers here on Oilers Nation. After dark, I'm Connor Halley. He's Baked Milk alongside with me here, recapping the Oilers' 5-2 loss. Uh, probably not too many people happy about that score, uh, but I was looking over at Betway.com, and if you went over 6.5, you got to be thrilled tonight. Uh, Betway.com, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Um Lots of messages coming here on Facebook and uh, not a lot of positive. Mike says, this team is not good. Uh, we've got Jake here saying, Holla needs to make some moves now. Can't afford to wait till the trade deadline. Uh, I mean, I, I would agree. I, I don't know what the trade is to be made right now. I'm sure Ken Holland is at least has a pulse out there making some moves. But uh, Big Milk, I, I mean, if, if you're Ken Holland, what's the next step here? I mean, what do you do as a general manager of this team? I don't expect Ken Holland to make a trade right now really do you like I mean if you look back at his history on the last calendar year Tyler and I were doing the recap on better late than never which is my podcast and he only made five trades in the entire calendar year so it's not like I expect him to be a heavy trade guy but at some point you gotta like we talked about the defense and the inability to clear the zone and the inability to break up the cycle like it's got to do something but I just at the same point 
I don't expect him to, not until we get closer to March. And we're going to get Evander Kane back sooner than later. And I'm guessing that's going to be the big push forward is that, oh, we got Kane coming back. We're going to have uh, improvement from internally. We're going to have improvement from inside the dressing room. But I, I don't expect them to make a move. And I don't think that there's a call up from Bakersfield that's going to make a world of difference either. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I mean, the, those guys aren't there. The reinforcements aren't in Bakersfield. Uh, they're probably on other rosters. And then you have to, you know, figure out what kind of trades you do want to make and and how you want to do so. Uh, we got some text on here on uh, or messages. Sorry, the, the radio guy in me is sticking to text, but messages on the YouTube chat here. And uh, Electronic Jordan says the no goal turned the game. I mean, 100%, right? Like, it would have yeah. been a 4-3 game. The Oilers get momentum with a lot of time left you take that away and it's a bit of a killer. Also then Dylan Holloway takes that four minute uh, penalty for high sticking. That, that was a tough one. Although the Oilers penalty kill was very good only allowing one shot, but uh, you know, those are the type of things that just can't happen if you, especially when you're down two nothing or sorry, two goals. Yeah. And I think actually Brian on Facebook here says low level of intensity. And I agree with that. Like this was a game that the Oilers had to win. They've got seven games against the Pacific division here in January. The first one was against the crack and a team. They just beat seven to two less than a week ago. I would have expected them to crank up the urgency at home. But let me ask you a question. What is with the Oilers being unable to win at Rogers place? They're now a nine 11 and one at home. And for a team that was really good at home ice last year, that has just not been the case. Which is weird too. I mean, I, I guess you go on the road and maybe you're, you're set on playing a simpler game. I know that was kind of brought up to uh, Jay Woodcroft at the, the little scrums today about why, why there are those inconsistencies at home. I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it seems weird. We, we've talked for so long about how that's going to be an advantage for you, but for the Oilers this year, uh, certainly hasn't been. Uh, a couple more here on the YouTube stream here. And uh, <laughs> this club has long been a team to slump, to bust your slump against, or if you're a rookie looking for yet your first goal, or if you're a third string goalie about to hit a career high, that comes from beer league heroes. And yeah, I mean, I wonder if we were to go talk to other fan bases, if that's the case, like they seem to notice it. It's certainly a thing against the Oilers, whatever it might be, slump buster, rookie, former team, third string goalie, guys seem to show up against the Oilers. Yeah, and it just keeps comes at the worst times. Like we were talking about it on Oilers Nation every day. Like the last say what two three weeks, Connor, they've had four or five games that were absolutely winnable games for them. And had they done what they were supposed to do against, in my opinion, lesser opposition, we'd be talking about pushing for the first place in the division right now, not being parked in the second wild card spot. I think about the game to Anaheim, to Vancouver. You can toss tonight's in the mix. There was a blown loss to the Blues. Like there's a handful of these games where had you done the job flex to killer instinct and actually won games you were supposed to, then we'd be having a different conversation, but the Oilers can't seem to cash in right now. They can't seem to close. And it's a problem, especially at home. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to everyone watching on YouTube. I hear we got 80 viewers. So that's great. Uh, you know, keep those comments coming. I, I want to throw this one out to everyone listening here, whatever, whatever platform it is, please reply, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, if you are Ken Holland, because I'm getting a lot of people saying they got to make that trade what are you making who who's the target or what position like let us know do you think it's is it third line center i know i talked to your m chuck and you know jacob chickren's a kind of popular name for this one and he mentioned jonathan taves is a third line center and someone that you know might be attainable uh big milk is there any one two players or even just a position that you think would be you know top on the priority list it's got to be defense doesn't it 
like we need guys but like i don't know i don't have a specific guy that i want to give you like i want a guy who can we bring back jason smith from like 2005 2006 we need him we need that guy the one who can break up the cycle the one who's going to be really mean in the defensive zone we need somebody who can just play defense and right now we're getting way too cute with the puck in all three zones the defensemen are having a hard time moving it up the ice and they're having a hard time breaking up the cycle. So if I had to pick one, I don't have a specific name for you. And I know that's a little bit of a cop out, but like Jason Smith from the mid two thousands, right or left-handed, give him to me. Doesn't matter. Uh, producer Aaron says, bring back Adam Larson. If only it was that easy. Uh, we've got lots coming through here on Facebook. We need a big stay at home defenseman in the bottom and a bottom six forward with grit and tenacity. Actually, a very common one here from Donald on Facebook. I think we should just relax and be positive. No trades. Once Kane comes back, we will win lots. I hope so, Donald. I, I, I don't have that much confidence in one player. I think that it, it could start to put people maybe back in positions they're probably better suited for. But, man, I, I, I do like what Kane brings back. Jake kind of agrees with me saying the defense will still suck after Kane comes back. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting right now, Big Milk. Uh I asked uh, Aaron to reach out to you beforehand. I said, Hey, you want to, you know, <laughs> give me a few things that might uh, fire people up and, and maybe you want to get to, we got a pretty good list. So uh, let, well, let's the lack of depth scoring. This has long been a problem for the Oilers. I yeah. mean, they have two of the best players in the world. Um, you know, McDavid and Drysdale. I've said it multiple times on different platforms. I feel like this team can go as far as those two can take them because I just don't have enough belief in the rest of the team to consistently provide depth scoring and maybe not even score, but not shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, are, are there any particular names you think that need to elevate their game here and, and really step up down the stretch? I mean, I, I hate to pick on single guys, you know, but we've got $9 million worth of players that have what six, seven goals between them, eight goals between them. I just think we need more from throughout the lineup. Like Clem Costin is starting to chip in with a little offense. He's got five goals in the 23 games he's played, but for Yessa Pugliarvi with three, Kaylor Yamamoto with two, Ryan McLeod's only got three, Warren Fogel's got four. Like we need some of those guys to chip in. They're playing real minutes. The goal can't just be to survive on the ice and hope that you don't get scored on. You got to have guys down there that can chip in with some offense. Like Seattle, they don't have the same high-end talent. Nobody's going to disagree with that. But what they do have is way more goal scoring from throughout the lineup. And on nights when Connor can't do everything, when Leon can't do everything, or in this case, he gets a goal disallowed, man, wouldn't it be nice to have a goal from somebody lower in the lineup? Maybe a fourth-line goal to get the boys going for once. When is the last time we saw that happen? It's been a while. It's been like a good, hard-working goal, right, where they're cycling down yeah. for, for like 30 seconds and yes. wearing down the defense. Yeah, that would, that would be amazing to see that for this Oilers team. Uh, Big Milk, we've we got a lot of comments coming in here. Ever since I said, you know, who would you potentially trade for, who might it be? So I'm going to throw some names your way. You tell me what you think. Uh, how about uh, we'll start off here, Gavrikov or Ekholm. What do you think about those names? Matias Ekholm definitely has me interested. And over at Daily Faceoff today, Frank Saravalli had him as an available target in his trade targets list at Daily Faceoff. So he's a guy that can that he interests me. He can sh he can shut you down. He's physical. He can kind of fill a role the Oilers don't necessarily have on the back end. So he's a guy that I would absolutely have some time for. Is there one of those that sticks out for you? 
Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to fit him into the to the salary cap, but I, I think you know you you get clever, you find a way to make that happen. Uh, another one here on YouTube from Drew Breezy. I like that name. Uh, Luke Shen, Max Domi would be really nice fits and provide some grit. What do you think about those two names? You know what? Both of those guys make sense. I mean, Luke Shen, he's a guy who that's what he does is he tries to keep pucks out of the net, right? And he hits and he blocks shots and he does a kind of a job that a lot of Oilers D-men aren't necessarily excelling at right now. And then Max Domi would 100%. Listen, the guy one-punched Ryan Kessler. How would I not want him on my team? Like, I'll always remember that. (laughs) And if you get a chance to bring him in, then, you know what, I think that those are some guys, like Max Domi specifically, he can chip in with a little offense. We're talking about some depth scoring right now. Maybe a guy who's harder to play against when he's on his game. Hey, he's a great fit. Uh, Megan says defense for sure, and Campbell needs to get going. Some more toughness with the forward group would be nice as well. Um, Yeah, a lot of people dropping out home here. uh, $6 million when you got to get back – what Dukes91 on YouTube says, cleft bomb, take my shoulder. I feel like if if that was a simple procedure, Oilers Nation would be lined up to do that. Uh, this is Oilers Nation after dark. I'm Connor Halley. We've got Bag Milk with me as well. And Aaron Bordado, uh, the man keeping us on track. Shout out to Aaron. Um, what did you think of Kulak tonight? Another text here or message saying that Kulak, frustrating game. Uh, for two goals, I thought he was just kind of lost out there. Uh, I had it down here for the Jane Schwartz goal, uh, Tyson Berry as well. Both of them just not watching Jane Schwartz. And then on the fourth goal from McCann, uh, Kulak kind of dazing off for a minute there. What did you think of his play tonight? Yeah, Brett Kulak, 1855, ended up, I know it's not the greatest stat, but a minus two on the night. It's it's not where you need him to be for a guy who plays those kind of minutes. And it's almost, but at the same time, it's almost hard to single him out because I think of the whiff by Bouchard on the clearing attempt. That ended up in the back of the net. And there's just the countless plays from our defensemen that just couldn't move the puck forward. So Kulak wasn't great by any means. I agree with you 100%, but kind of hard to look at the defensive group of six there and be like you know what you had a great night pal i I just i have a hard time with it you know so yeah everybody needs to be better kulak included uh darcy here on facebook saying send down broberg and try demers outside the box thinking would you try that would i send down broberg and bring up demers i mean at the very least you're bringing up a guy with I think it's something close to 600 games of NHL experience, something like that in that ballpark anyway. Maybe, but is Jason Demers the guy you need right now? I like. I just don't think that's my Jason Smith type. Though that said, I'm ready to think outside the box here. We need to get some wins here. These This was a four-point game. They could add the four-point swing, and they just completely missed it. And what's most interesting to me as this season goes on is all of a sudden you look at this Oilers defense, you go, I didn't think we were going to miss Duncan Keith this much, but it kind of turns out we were, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not alone here. Uh, Jake says, yeah, really missing Keith and Russell right now. Yeah, I mean, that toughness, that that's certainly missed. Uh, but, oh, man, uh, <laughs> we gave up Gagne for Yanmark. Uh, that comes in from Loomis on the YouTube chat. Of, yeah, Sam Gagne, always going to be a popular guy around here. Uh, what did you think of Dylan Holloway? Just kind of bring up his minutes played here tonight. Obviously, we know he took that tough penalty and didn't end up hurting the Oilers in terms of goals against, but obviously uh, had them shorthanded for four minutes. He finishes with under 10 minutes once again. When Kane comes back, you think 
Holloway's easily sent down, or do you think it could happen before that? Man, I hope so. Don't you? Like, if yes. you're not going to give him a chance up in the top six, or at least alongside a skilled centerman that can kind of, you know, put him in a spot to succeed based on his skill set, I don't think having him on the fourth line or third line or whatever it is on any given night is the best spot for him. So yes, 100%. I've been t- saying send him down. I'd love for him to play with Xavier Borgo and see what kind of chemistry they can develop down in the AHL playing big minutes. I I like Holloway. I've got so much time for him. And I think he's going to be a great prospect for the Oilers in the very, um, like, very soon. But ultimately right now, I just think that they're they're just kind of wasting his minutes playing him here so little and not with a line where he can actually flex his skill set. Uh, Flute on the YouTube chat says, do you guys need to hook Connor up with some equipment? Is my equipment not good, Bag Milk? Like, do I need to talk in the mic a little bit better? What's going on here? Oh, you know what? I think that uh, we need to get you all decked out. We need, I see the Jays hat. Love the Jays hat. But we need to get you some nation gear, I think. You know, maybe a nice picture of Tyler for your wall there. Oh. I think we should all have one of those. We got the flag up in the back. I think we're just got getting that. started here, baby. We got, <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of room to run with this thing. Tyler hooked me up. There's like a light. You can't see it because it's not that powerful, but I got a light there too. So your M truck did hook me up. Uh, but yeah, I got to get some gear for sure. I, I don't know if that was the technical or the actual, you know, clothing, but you know, like you said, it's early. Both. We got plenty of time I before we both. get to that. Let's get you some toys on the company credit card. Yes, yes, I, I'm here for that one. Uh, Michael says, anyone seen Nurse fly the zone for a stretch pass like he was 97 right after they gave up two goals, almost led to a Seattle breakaway? Stuff like that that shows a complete lack of awareness from our number one D-man. Michael, I appreciate you not bringing up his contract number because we all know what that <laughs> is. That was my my New Year's resolution for Oilers fans. You don't have to say 9.25. We get it. But, um, yeah, I mean, and it's it's not just Nurse. Like, I mean, it's it's throughout that game. You You said it very well. Can you name any Oilers defenseman that had a great game or a good game? Like it, it's hard to just blame one when you know the the bar was pretty low all around. It was really low, and it's just I'm working on the day after post for tomorrow at OilersNation.com, and I'm trying to put my thoughts together and figure out what went wrong here or who you blame, and it's just. <laughs> I don't know, like, who had a good game? Like, we had so much fun up until the Connor McDavid coast-to-coast goal. We go, up, oh, where here we go. But then it seems like the boys, once that goal went in, where they were just like, ah, oh, we got this. It's in the bag. Who's next? Thursday against the Islanders. Let's go. And you can't play that way. Like, there's no easy outs in the NHL. Every game is a team or an opponent that can beat you. And the Oilers, to me, they took their foot off the gas and got what they deserved. Uh, we're getting some suggestions for what I should be given. Um, yes. We've got a, a shirtless Yaramchuk photo for the wall. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's from yeah, the Nation nice. Network. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that, that could add something. Uh, yeah. Same spend Jay's money. So yep. well, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get some stuff going at some point. Uh, we've got Liam saying a picture of Clean Cost in two. And then, uh, yeah, mm. another one here. Got to find the, the person. The, the username is just F. So F says, thoughts on Clean tonight? What did you think? I'm just happy he was in the lineup, if I'm being honest. I thought his leg broke backwards off his body against the Winnipeg Jets on the weekend. So to have yeah. him in the lineup was just kind of a miracle in itself. But, I mean, again, it kind of goes to my point of you look around and who had a great game. I, I think there was a lot of guys who were passengers tonight. 
and that's a problem when you need points. Just there was a lack of desperation throughout the lineup, and Kaleem Costin, he can be a guy who's effective with his body and his skill, and I, I was, he was quiet on both ends. Uh, Cody says, get rid of that clown, Pliarvi. Guy is useless. <laughs> I, I thought there were a few nice moments that, that he had. Uh, I will agree that, you know, his, his lack of production can be frustrating, and, and that's certainly always going to be there as long as he, you know, continues what he's doing. But, I mean, he, I, I don't know. Do you, what's his value right now? Is he a throw-in? Is he going to get you much? Is his return that high? I don't I know. Think- I mean, I, go ahead. I think you got to expect the return to be the cap space, and that's it. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's a great place to be. I, I don't think that's a great place to be. Like maybe you get a team that's got some cap space, or you know that could be obvious sellers, like an Arizona or something like that. Maybe they take a flyer on them, but at three million bucks, that's a tough sell. It's a oh, million dollars a goal right now. Like who you don't pay for that, so it's a tough sell. Yeah, yeah, and I mean at that point you're kind of just doing the Oilers a favor by helping them create cap space. I don't know how many general managers are wanting to do that. Uh, Let me ask you, Connor. Let me ask you, what's your best case scenario for the rest of the season with Yesapuli RV? I don't know. I mean, I was pretty, I guess, outspoken talking about him last year. And I thought this offseason, I was really hoping that he would just, you know, devote it to working on the skills, right? One-timers, things like that, you know, in tight plays, things that he could really improve upon. Because I think if he if he adds that element and really worked on it, maybe in a similar fashion that we've seen from Leon Dreisel in the past, added the finishing touch, uh, really improved his skating from year one to year two. Just things like that, just get better. I mean, I, I feel like he has so much potential, so it's really frustrating. Best case scenario, a um, couple extra goals here and there maybe. You know, if he, if he can get to double digits goaling, like goalie, goal score, I think that would be a big one. But... I mean, to be totally honest with you, Bag Milk, my, my uh, expectations and, and belief in Yesipoli-Arvey really turning it around, quite low. What, what would be a positive end of the season for you, for him? We are trying to figure it out at the office. What is the best case scenario with Yesa and just finishing the season? Is it, you trade him, like we said, you're not getting anything, but maybe a cap space, and you're probably going to have to add a sweetener to do it. I don't know that that's a great spot to be in. Is the best spot for the Oilers just to hope he can kind of chip in with a handful of goals between now and the end of the season. And then you just kind of be like, well, see you later. <laughs> Have cool. a great time. But like, that sucks, man. That sucks. But that might be the answer. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I, Hey, I think we all root for him. We want to see him do good things, but it's been frustrating, uh, especially the opportunities he's been given playing with the elite talent that he has. Uh, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, Connor Barnes says, uh, Eddie, you have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Aaron, good to see you. Uh, seventh in cap space, and we're all getting calling it. Not too sure about that one. Uh, Big Milk is joining us here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Uh, from what I'm hearing, my phone's kind of blowing up. Your M. Chuck's telling me we've got a lot of viewers right now. So, uh, big thank you to everyone who joined us today and, and got a chance to jump in here a little bit. Bag milk. Uh, you got a few more minutes to, to stick around, or you know, you, yeah, you get the beat cast. Right. What's going on? No, let's do it. Let's keep running. All right, we'll we'll keep going here. Uh, well, actually, from Stealth says the only D man who had a decent game was Cody CC. You agree with that one? Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the bar is literally ground level. You've got to barely raise your foot to clear it. So, sure, I guess. 
maybe, <laughs> whatever. How about Jack Campbell? How about hey, that? Perfect on Another the night. Positive. Yeah. Perfect on the night. What are you going to do? Is this do? the turning point? Is this the TSN turning point, you think? I mean, he got three say three shots. He stopped all three of them in 23 minutes. I mean, yeah, I hope so. A little confidence. He can, <laughs> no matter what happened today, Jack can go home tonight and be like, I was perfect on the night. I don't know what everybody else's problem was. I'm Easy in, baby. Game. <laughs> yeah. Easy yeah. game. My Joey on Facebook, sorry, on YouTube. Uh, that was rough, boys. Bouchard was out to lunch. He had a really bad night. Uh, yeah, but as Bank Milk said on a couple occasions here, Tough to find guys who did have a good night. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, of course, scoring his 19th. He was our good earlier on tonight. Connor McDavid, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know who tweeted it. Maybe it was you, Bag Milk, like that he heard in the intermission that Paige Thompson had that, the hat trick and he came out yeah. and scored that goal quickly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, Tage Thompson's having a hell of a year, but then Connor just, he does things that are amazing. And that goal was just amazing. When he's flying through the neutral zone with that kind of speed, just you might as well just lay down and cry. There's nothing you can do to defend it. And he made, I, I think it was Yuremchuk's boy, look like a pylon on defense for Seattle. And I just, I don't know what you could do with him. You can't do anything. And um, I'm talking about Carson Susie, by the way. Um, <laughs> Connor's amazing. He's a freak. And that's what makes this so disappointing for me is that he's putting in this kind of season. Leon is putting in that kind of season. Nuge and Hyman are both having great years as well, and we're still here. It drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, 100%. I mean, year in, year out, McDavid and Drysdale are going to do their things. You talked about Nuge and Hyman playing well, but still losing games, still, you know, poor defense and not getting the goaltending you need. It's it's definitely totally frustrating. And just, you know, your point about McDavid, when he's on the rush – you know, the more you try, the the, the worse he's going to make you look. Like, if you reach in, he's going to mm-hmm. dangle you. You try to, you know, skate with him, he's going to make you fall down. Like, it's it's unbelievable what he's able to do. Um, I want to bring up Evan Bouchard here, too, because he is – I mean, he's taking a, a, a lashing here on the both the Facebook and the YouTube. Oh, yeah. I assume it's the same on Twitter. Um, you know, but I, I think – Still remember, he's only played 141 games in the regular season. I think postseason jumps up to 157. There's going to be some good. There's going to be some bad. Uh, right now, it seems like it's more bad than good. But I think he's a guy you still have to have a little bit of patience with. Uh, some people saying trade him. No, I, I, I can't get there yet. How about you? Yeah, I mean, just because he looks 45 doesn't mean that he actually <laughs> is. We're still like talking about a guy who's a young player. But then he's going to make mistakes that you should kind of expect for him. And I really dislike the pairing of Broberg and Bouchard together. I just, I don't really get that one. They're just two young guys trying to figure out this league. And that's not a pairing I would have together for any length of time outside of just rare occurrences. But yeah, Bouchard is a guy who looks like he's trying to do too much and he's not doing a whole lot of it. And when things are going poorly for them, they compound. And I feel for the kid, but again, there was that blown clear again today and you're just going, well, that's in the back of the net again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it gets to a point where you can't defend him, right? It's just like, yeah, that was a bad play. Take the growing pains and hopefully move on. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about this comment from David um, Connor? JP, Jets Pugliarvi, also only 24 years old, barely ever played a full NHL season. Name someone outside of Connor, McDavid, uh, Drysaddle, Nuge, Hyman that's scoring right now. And it's, yeah, it's not wrong. Yeah. 
that that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, I mean, the the age thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like different than, than a defenseman. I find, but that's a yep. that's a really good point. Um, and I, I think that's kind of the problem. Like when no one's doing it, uh, we we try to blame it on somebody, right? Like if if it's not hurting you when you're winning games, then I think that was Kyrie Yamamoto's situation last year, right? Like he had a really slow start to the season, but they were winning games, and you know he wasn't hurting the team, so it wasn't as much of a setback. But yeah, when you're not winning games and you're not getting that depth scoring 100%, it's a problem. And, you know, I think Yesapoyarvi is just such a polarizing figure in this town. Like some people love him and will, will defend him no matter what. And then there's other people who are just going to go out of their way to rip on the kid. It's got to find that sweet spot in between where you can try to be a little bit unbiased and just give fair criticism. But yeah, 100%, if you're going to give it to Yesapoyarvi, there's a few other guys on this team that you can equally be critical of. And I'll, I'll say it in our lines here. I mean, Warren Fogel's getting... A bit of a beating tonight as well for his play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, who's not? Everybody's taking shrapnel <laughs> today. So McDavid's just, safe, though. He's good. McDavid seems to be safe for now. Uh, Nuge seems to be safe for now. Though, I will say, Nugent Hopkins, president and CEO of the fan club, I'm allowed to say that, bro, sometimes you just need to win a face-off, my guy. <laughs> sometimes you just have to bear down and win one because that was one where bang, bang, bang in the back of the net, and all of a sudden I'm going, whoa. What, what just happened? They were up 2-0, like 2-0, like five minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Jake says, yes, in the bottom six, he's fine. He's an anchor in the top six, though. Uh, I love him between uh, between the blue lines. I think he just wreaks havoc. He's fun to watch out there. Uh, Bobby says, I think JP is great 5-on-5. Five five. We expected him, then cuts off there. Maybe we'll get the rest of that one. And <laughs> then we've got David saying, I would compare JP to like a third-year, maybe second-year player. And I, I, I guess that's fair. I mean, he's had some some issues there obviously you know left the nhl for a while um interesting stuff here and he still has played 300 games in the nhl though yeah yeah i mean you can make up the excuses for him well where has he improved the most and that i'll go back to what i said earlier like you'd love to see some improvement in this game i mean if if it's a skills coach or whatever it might be the ability to finish. I mean, he puts himself in the opportunities. He's got the size and the strength to go to the net. I mean, if he adds that element, I think he could be a really dangerous player, but uh, it's hard for me to say, where has he improved the most since he was drafted? I mean, like he's all, it's on the defensive side of the puck, like on defense, puck retrieval, shot suppression. He does a good job. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's what, all the underlying numbers that the nerds nerds that they always love to bring up. (laughs) Um, That's what kind of what it points to. And there's a lot of times where I just feel like he gets a little bad luck on the other side of the ice, but at the same time, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the underlying numbers, but what I love even more is goals on the board. What I really love even more is, what's up, Aaron? Um <laughs> actually winning hockey games against a divisional opponent so and i'm not just singling jp out like this is a team game we're talking about but where's he improved defensively probably but when you're making three million bucks and you're a fourth overall pick and you've got high expectations and you've been given chances to play up in the top six we need more goals and that's not just jesse that's uh kaylor yamamoto that's warren fogel there's a long list here but where's he improved defensively probably yeah, uh, a couple of people here. Cody and Brian both saying hitting, finishing checks. Uh, Bobby says, we expect him to be a goal scorer. That's not the case. He's a digger, plays hard 60 minutes a night. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's it. I think when you're taking with that fourth overall pick and the expectations that he had coming in, that's probably why people want to see more offensively. That just might not be who he is. Um, <laughs> I, I love the YouTube chat because it's going absolutely crazy here. I saw a fire Woodcroft message come in. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let I would relocate the team as well. Hasn't been a calendar year yet, but make that change <laughs> no. the coaching staff. I, yeah. I, I might yeah. be a little premature in that one. I love that one too. Like Jay Woodcroft as if he forgot to coach between now and the Western Conference Finals somewhere. <laughs> I love that. He, one. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? You take your team to the Western Final. Yeah, it didn't go your way, but less than a year later you're gone and you haven't even been the coach of a team for the year. Uh so let, let me throw this one at you, Big Milk. Uh, I <laughs> I was told we we're going to go like 30 minutes. We're at 40. This is uh, a lot of fun going this way. Who do you start between the pipes on Thursday? Uh, do you go with Jack Campbell or do you give Stuart Skinner a chance to try and bounce back? I think you got to go back to Stu, don't you? I mean, the guy has been your starter all year. And as much as I want to believe in Jack Campbell, and I'm still going to believe in Jack Campbell, I'm not one of those people by any means that says, let's just flush him already 10 games into the contract or whatever it is. I think that you kind of got to go back to your guy a little bit. This wasn't the night that Stuart Skinner wanted. And when you have an 800 save percentage on the evening, nobody is going to be writing letters praising your performance. But on the whole, as a body of work over the course of the season, he's been the better of the two guys. You lost tonight against Seattle. That sucks. That's a potential four-point swing and you blew it. You got to make sure you win on Thursday. I'm going with Stu. What are you doing? 
Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I, I can see the argument for both sides. Jack Campbell maybe to get an opportunity for him, give Stewart Skinner a chance to rest before Saturday. But, you know, if you go back with what we've seen in the last little while, it, it seems like coaches like to give their guy a chance to bounce back. And I'm not putting too many goals on Stewart Skinner. Like, you'd love him to make that save, but th- there was some sloppy play in front of him. So I, oh. I have a hard time putting it straight on. Uh, Stewart Skinner for those ones, defense wasn't good enough. Uh, text coming in here, we got Soup all day, Campbell. That's from Bassam and Connor. Megan says Campbell. Stu's getting tired from playing too much. Uh, Cody says Stu, hands down. So uh, lots of people kind of torn here. So I, I think that maybe maybe Coach Woodcroft can go either way, and he's going to have people that agree with him. Uh, Big Milk, where should the team relocate? Uh, someone says Leduc. What do you think about that? Yeah, maybe Leduc. Leduc would be nice, or um, you know, the fine folks of Bonacord and Gibbons Ooh. might might uh, deserve an NHL team as well. Put it out in the GBA out there for the small town folks just north of the city. Um, yeah, I think probably somewhere around there, maybe in the booming uh, hamlet of Vimy, home of Kyle Chipchura, oh. former first round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. Why not? The Kyle Chipchura Arena, maybe they play at his his rink there. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a rink named after him. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, we got to think outside the box here. They're still in the Edmonton area. They're Edmonton adjacent, but we're just moving them to a location where maybe they're going to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Brett WB on YouTube says Windsor, Ontario, out of the question. That's too no, far. No, that's not going to work for me. Like, I yeah. do appreciate that they have a massive casino there, and I do appreciate that Brock <laughs> from Daily Faceoff lives there, but he's not getting my hockey team. He's a Red Wings fan. I don't like that at all. So, no, bad idea. If he wants to go to a game, he can go to Little Caesars Arena and that's right. Enjoy it down there. Someone says Newfoundland. Uh, I don't know. It's it's too far. We got to keep it in the uh, the region of Edmonton. Uh, Meg Milk, this was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think is going to happen uh, this Thursday when the teams meet? Of course, once the wraps up, uh, you know we'll be back here. Oilers Nation after dark. We'll do this after every game. Uh, the Islanders right now lead the Canucks five two. Uh, they're in town on Thursday. What do you expect in this one? Oh boy, wasn't the last game the Oilers played the Islanders just sensationally boring? I feel like that was a thing. And the Oilers had like 50 shots or something, but it still <laughs> managed to be so boring. I, I don't know what to expect anymore. And it's heartbreaking that I have to say that because this is a team where we had lofty expectations and we expect them to win every night. So going into a game against the Islanders, I expect them to win. But which Oilers team are we going to get, Connor? Are we going to get the one that looks like they can beat anyone that could put up a seven spot against the team they just lost to? Or are we going to get a team that can't play well at home and we're at home and I don't know what to expect and it hurts me. It hurts. (laughs) I am uh, just trying to bring it up here. looks like the last time the Oilers met the Islanders, they lost 3-0. And when it comes to shots here... Yeah, 49 shots. So good memory. Good memory. Jeez. Yeah, I just I, I just I tend to hang on to my hardships, you know? <laughs> and this this team has been eating at me for the last 10 years. Oh, well, uh, you know what? For your behalf and everyone else here, everyone who's chimed in tonight, absolutely awesome. Let's hope they can turn that around and get it done. Uh Aaron, do you want to jump in here? Can can we bring you on as well? I'm our producer extraordinaire. Yes, we can, gentlemen. I popped in a couple times there accidentally. Welcome yeah, to the show. Accidentally, Aaron. I, I think the, the favorite part is just when you're just like, hello, here I am, and then away you go. Hey, guys, still here. Still, <laughs> still, still man in behind. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, no, hey, it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. But I mean, I got to say for the first show tonight, I got to say this went really great. I love seeing everybody sounding off in the comments. And I'd like to see more of that. We did hit 100 views on YouTube right now, but we didn't hit our like goal yet. I guess we did hit 52. We can be pretty proud of that, boys. How many likes do we need? Can I go like it? I think you can. I don't think there's anything stopping you from bag milk that goes for you as well. Yeah, I think everybody should just jump into the YouTube page and like the video or else we're just not leaving. We're going to stay live until you do it. Sorry, Connor. It's your first episode and you're working until 6 a.m. until we get yeah. 10 more likes on YouTube. <laughs> I don't have a bedtime. I'll, I'll stay here all night. Just let me go yeah. brew some coffee. Uh, before we do wrap up here, let, let's get a prediction for the game. I feel like we got to look ahead. Aaron, what's going to be the score on Thursday when the Islanders take on the Oilers? Well, you get me after a night like that, and I'm not feeling overly positive, but... You know, I do think that they should go with Campbell the next game. I do think he's deserved. As I forget who pointed out in the chat, he was batting 100 tonight. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> take that for what you may. Statistics can prove anything. But I think I go with him. I mean, it's another home game. The boys need a win as much as they needed it again today. And as many times as we say that, hopefully it will kick in. I'm going to predict a tight 4-3 overtime victory don't take the puck line take the money line i like that yeah yeah go to betway.com 19 plus bit responsibly but uh, betway.com that's where we'll send you bank mail can we get a score prediction from you four two win baby over one and a half power play goals all day long oh i like that i like that uh, you know what i'll say uh i'm going to be really optimistic five one win yes a anytime goal he'll figure it out he'll he'll get Back in the good graces of a lot of people, uh, Aaron. I, I think I think we're going to wrap it up here. I, I was told yeah. thirty minutes, and now we're at like forty-five. So your M Chuck's going to be getting pretty upset with me. He was pretty strict on that thirty-minute time limit. So if there's one thing I love to do to Tyler, it's take his timeline and smash it into a bunch of little pieces and go for two or three times as long <laughs> as he said we would. <laughs> That's Tyler. what we're doing. That's what we're Run doing here, room. big. <laughs> Bag milk. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, as we continue on throughout the rest of the season, uh, we're going to get you back on here. Anytime you need me, pal. Excellent. Well, that's it for the first ever edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. I'm Connor Halley, Aaron Bordado alongside with me, producer extraordinaire. Got to quickly thank our sponsors, uh, Cornerstone Insurance Brokers. Check them out at cornerstoneins.ca as well. As like we said a couple times, betway.com. Uh, if you're looking to throw down a couple bucks and, and make a couple bucks, hopefully, betway.com, 19 plus, do so responsibly. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, awesome. Awesome turnout for the first show, and we'll be back after every game for the remainder of the season and hopefully a long playoff run. I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys next time. Mom? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.